the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com. And now here's your host, Steve Teal. Steve Teal, Very Bold Radio and Podcast. Am I fired up? If you ever listen to the podcast, you know I'm fired up every time. Um, I don't have the words. Maybe my guest today has words because he is a best-selling author, award-winning, and he's also a friend of mine. I am excited for you to know Mike Clausen. So before I get into his bio, let's say hi to Mike. How are you doing? I am awesome, Steve. How are you doing? Dude, <laughs> I'm doing so great, man. I want people... They to really know you, I want readers to know you, and I know your your books have been you have sold millions of copies of books. That's ridiculous. People may have probably read some of your books and don't even know it. Could be, uh, could be right. Um, but I want people to know you because you are a source of inspiration in my life, and and people need to hear your story. There's so much we can talk about, but um, I want to tell people how you've been an inspiration in my life. But they'll have to wait to hear about that just a little bit. So let me go through this bio. You know, I should have like every friend of mine. Um, this was my idea to have you on because I want people to know your expertise. I want people to hear your story. But I should have every friend on just to say, hey, send me a bio, because when you read a bio, um, it's like, dang, I mean, I knew this guy was gifted. I knew personally this guy was amazing. But when you get in bio form, it's like crazy. So I've got to read it as is. Michael J. Clausen is a best-selling, award-winning ghostwriter. Man, we got some stories there. I don't... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't know what you're going to be able to tell us about, but even if you can't use names or if you can talk about some of your recent experiences around the world, um, I mean, you are living a life. We should have a documentary crew follow you around for some of this stuff, Mike. I don't know. I'm pretty boring. that's a lie that's a lie it doesn't say in your bio that you're a liar so i know you're just making a joke um author freelance writer book coach and publisher now this is crazy to me he has worked on projects with authors as varied as former president jimmy carter what lessons from life bible uh michael john cusick how do you say his name i don't know how to Okay. All right. Surfing for God and Brennan Manning, the ragamuffin Bible. What? What is happening? Come on. What? 
And there's more. He's also served as theological reviewer, so you know he's really smart. For over 30 study Bibles, worked on over 70 traditionally published works. His published works, I got to say it again because it's like the McDonald's sign. Otherwise, have sold millions of copies. Millions of copies. You know, when you sold like 100,000 copies, that's a very specific number. But you are like McDonald's. It's like billions served. You got to a point where you've sold millions of copies, so it's just very generic. I don't know. Millions. Could be tens of millions. Could be. (laughs) That's crazy, dude. All right. And can be found in nearly every Christian bookstore in America. And recently, Thomas Nelson released his co-authored book, um, Battle Prayers, Faith to Move Your Mountains. And I want to get that updated copy there. That was in 2022. Where do you start, man? Come on. Jimmy Carter, what's that about? Well, so when when we were in grad school together, I oh, yes. think about it. Well, I didn't even well, can I just back up even a little bit yeah. further? Oh yeah. You know, my parents are your wife's godparents. That's crazy to me. Yeah. I mean, we need we need to touch on that. Yeah. I we met need Chris to touch when I was in elementary school. That's so, that's anyway, wild. I just wanted to touch on that briefly. No, so, no, no, no. That's that's a part of the story because yeah, tell tell people a little bit about our background as far as that goes. Um yeah, Chris right. Chris and I met at Oral Roberts University, but I never met you at ORU, yeah. I don't think. Yeah, I, I didn't well, I knew I saw I saw Chris there at school and I would say hi to her because yeah. I've known her since elementary school. Yeah. I didn't know her really well, but I knew her and 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 so we went to ORU together and then and I was a youth pastor and then Decided to go to seminary, and what do you know? There's Steve Teal and Chris at Fuller <laughs> Seminary. And we live in Austin. the same complex with Chris Fontanella, who's been on your podcast, and we hung right. out together all the time. I mean, it was like my best memories were with you and Chris. Oh, that's cool, Chris Fontanella, and and Chris, your wife. But um, you know, and and it's so funny because I didn't think about being a writer when I was in seminary, but it was there that I learned how to write when I took uh, Greek with Father Sam Gant, who was the most amazing Greek professor. I don't know if you had him, but that's where I learned how to write. Okay, what? I wrote. How and did you learn how to write in? Did you say Greek in Greek? Greek, yeah, that's when I learned about how the English language works. So, so, but then I got my MDiv. Yeah, and, and so you know, you fast forward to 1997, and my roommate from Oral Roberts gave yeah. me an opportunity to ghostwrite a book for a guy on Christian television. Part of the reason why publishers became interested in me is because I knew the language that people on Christian television used because of my experience at Oral Roberts, but I had masters of of divinity so I could keep them out of trouble. So I ended up, you know, I ended up ghostwriting a book for Benny Hinn after he'd been in trouble and they they hired me um, to ghostwrite his book. And um, so there is a Benny Hinn book that is pretty theologically sound. <laughs> well, he was pretty tame by the time he got beaten up enough. He was pretty tame when I, I don't even okay. know if the book ever got published. I think it was Thomas Nelson that paid me, but, but uh, anyway, okay. but then, but then I started doing some work on study Bibles. Wow. And, and so um, I did a, a study Bible where I, this is a great story about Jimmy Carter. Jimmy yeah. Carter. So, so basically, when he was president, he taught a Sunday school class for oh yeah uh, church. That so was a famous story. His, yeah, yeah. They took all of his no- study notes and they integrated it into this life lessons book, uh, study Bible. 
and I was this theological editor. So I'm working through the stuff. And I have to say, it was some of the best material I'd ever worked on. In fact, really? I called my senior editor. I said, hey, did anybody talk to Jimmy Carter about plagiarism? Because this stuff is really good. <laughs> and they said, it's all legit. What? And, 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 and I'll say this, because I I worked on a the World Vision Study Bible. I was a theological editor on that. Wow. And I, I was dealing with seminary presidents and professors. Jimmy Carter's was better than theirs. There was a lot of seminary presidents. They had stuff that was wrong because they didn't have their Bible open when they were writing some yeah. or whatever. Jimmy Carter blew me away. So wow. Anyway, so that was and I, you know, I never interacted with him. Yeah. Um, but to work with his study notes was just amazing. And then Brennan Manning <laughs> was kind of the same thing. It was just before he died. And wow. they gave me ragamuffin notes, and I'm his theological editor for <laughs> Brennan Manning. So, um, dude, that's but, crazy. But, but you know, I mean, and, and the whole publishing thing is just crazy because I've I've been able to work on some pretty significant things, and and you know, um, like one of the, the top selling children, the top selling children's Bible right now is called the Action Bible. It's full of oh yeah, books. dude, and, I and, have it. I'm really? serious. <laughs> so, yeah. so the person whose idea was, was in my, I started doing work with her at Zonervan 20 years ago. Yeah. And she then moved to Colorado Springs. We were in a writer's group together. And then all the, when they were starting to spin out um, Sunday school curriculum for it, she hired me to be the theological editor on that. So I did, I worked on a lot of the, and that's not even on my Vita or whatever. <laughs> but, but, you know, I, I don't know. It's just weird. And it's stuff I never even dreamed of doing. It just kind of happened. And yeah. it was God. You know, it's it's kind of like, it's like riding a wave. You're a surfer and a wave comes up and you ride the wave as long as it takes. And this wave came up for writing and theological editing. And and I just wrote it and I'm still on that wave. It's a long wave. So it's amazing. I think it is interesting thinking about the three of us because of Fontanella being the third, just because we were all at Fuller. All three of us, I think, were just thinking of traditional pastorates. Right. And uh, you went off and did get a pastorate, as as I recall. Right. Um, and I moved to San Antonio and became an associate and youth pastor. Right. And Chris was doing his thing as pastor and everything, and then uh, still you know, in ministry, but it looks very different than we, than I would have imagined, you know, 30 years ago or whatever, however many years ago. Yikes. Yeah. 30 years, 30 plus years. Okay. That one hurt. (laughs) We graduated 30 years ago. Hey, you should stop talking right now. (laughs) Oh man, that's funny. Okay. That's crazy on president Carter. And then Brennan Manning, people that are Brennan Manning fans, I mean, they're hardcore. They are. Um, so is there anything else you can tell us about Brendan Manning's work that you, you did, the Ragamuffin was, Bible? I mean, it was it was pretty easy for my on my part because they were taking excerpts out of out of books and and I'm just kind of shaping it for the scripture passage and whatever. So that was pretty actually a pretty easy project. Okay. Um, you know, so another another Bible I worked on, you know, the story that yeah. came out. I was the theological editor on the story. Jeez, man. Um, so that was an easy project too. But anyway, so, that was the one they did the music. Like, well, the that story is they, or... they, they like they paraphrase certain parts. They're they're presenting scripture as one story. 
Oh, and, okay. and they take specific passages out of scripture and then they and then they paraphrase it and then okay. and and so they try to make one big story and the the Bible sold it's it's kind of like the living Bible in that it's like a paraphrase, but sure it was a pretty big seller. Okay. So I thought also, I mean, this doesn't matter, but uh, so I'll go ahead and ask anyway, but I thought they also had like a soundtrack that maybe Nicole Nordeman and other oh, Christian artists so. yeah, worked on. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I okay. Part that part, but. Okay. All right. You said that some of those were pretty easy. I would like to hear, uh, and again, maybe you can't say the name of the author that you represented, but what makes for a really hard ghostwriting project? Well, when the theology is crazy, when the people, you know, uh, when they're contradicting themselves all over the place. Contradicting um, themselves? I did I did a, I, I did a ghostwriting project for Thomas Nelson. I'm not going to name the TV evangelist because the person is sinking well-known. <laughs> and Still and, very active today, this person? Yes, yeah. Okay. And um, the theology was really bad. I mean, it was just very prosperity driven. Okay. Um, but then he would, and, and they gave me 25 sermon transcripts and said, write a book out of it. And so I'm, and, and so there's like one passage where he's preaching on the devil and he's preaching out of the, the passage in Ezekiel. And I realized actually that sermon, he's preaching the text in Isaiah. He got the wrong text and he's preaching his points has nothing to do with the passage. Wow, but, but but the the stressful part for projects like that is yeah, you've got to keep your publisher happy and you've got to keep your author happy, and so I had to I switched the the passage on him and then some of the crazy stuff because he would do like word word uh, um what's the word I'm looking for like he'd do like word definitions and 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 he would always take the extreme definition mm. of word and make it normative all throughout scripture yeah and so I've got to find ways where I can find another passage that might be saying what he's trying to say and add that. And, you know, and, and, you know, the one crazy thing about it is he took really good care of me, better care of me than anybody had ever worked with when I was ghostwriting. Even like, though what does that mean? Uh, what does that mean? To... Me on time. Okay. Uh, is had, that rare? <laughs> I had a financial crisis that popped up and they paid me early and they overnighted a check to me and they were just, really really good to work with but but wow. the, the theology was crazy and um so anyway i had to you know you're just trying to keep everybody happy and i and and i'll tell you one other story there was a, yeah, yeah. a study bible i worked on not that long ago okay and the notes were horrible it, he was writing to a different audience than what the publisher had some of this theology was pretty left and i knew that this wouldn't fit the publisher that he was writing for yeah. And I had to write him. I'm like, hey, you know, this is not going to fit with your publisher. And we're going back and forth on stuff. <laughs> and and then and he did a, just a really shoddy job. His theology was bad. Mm. They finish up the Bible, wins Bible of the year. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm serious. Yeah. So and I had zero respect for him. I just he was just really shoddy in his theology. And, so uh, really, you won that award, is what I'm hearing. <laughs> I'll let you say that. <laughs> I don't know. It was it was just a stressful situation and yeah. a lot of time, and um, and the publisher trusted me, and so I would make changes to what he wrote, 
and the publisher would go with me. So, and then the author will he like see what you wrote, or are the you know, and say like, yeah. wait, that's not what I meant. And then you've yeah. got to be like a mediator to say, but this is what right. your publisher is going to want. Yeah. Wow, what a crazy world you it live in. With that. It wasn't that. But, <laughs> but I, I, I haven't done any theological um, editing for about three or four years. I just got too busy running my company, and yeah, and, uh, and they didn't pay enough. So okay, yeah. But, but you know, it was fun. I, I enjoyed doing it when I did it. Okay, I want to talk about your company, um, Illumify and IllumifyMedia.com. We're going to talk about that, but I do want to ask, I don't know what you can tell in your uh, newsletter that goes out, and I am going to brag about that. If we have any writers, if we have just any readers, uh, Mike is such a gifted writer, but he knows the world of writing, the world of publishing. I am thinking of people that I know right now. I'm not going to name you by name, but you are gifted writers. You've got to subscribe to this free email. Um, it will keep your motor going. It will teach you things. It will inspire you. If you've put down the computer, the pen and paper, the typewriter, it will inspire you to say, how can I get back to writing? How am I going to make this happen? It is incredible. I am never, ever disappointed. I always look forward to it. Um, and it shows, I love, you are such a gifted writer, but you also, you just understand and you communicate in such a way that I, you just feel like you're in the writer's corner. You're in my corner. You're not, you know, beating us down and saying, how come you didn't write 2000 words today? Or how come you didn't hit this target? You're just alongside us. You totally understand, but you're helping us to go to the next step. So that is my just man, just about powerwritersreport.com. You can sign up for that right now. And you know what? You may feel like you're not a writer. Sign up, receive it. You're going to, I'm telling you, if, if you don't like his writing and what he says, um, you let me know because it is so good. So, all right. You are and, too kind. And, and, hey, and I'm not. You know what? And you email me every time it goes out. You're like the most encouraging person. Sometimes. You make my day, um, but, but you know, I have to say, you make so my day with that writing. Yeah. Okay. I, I, it's, that's the most fun I have in writing is writing that weekly thing that we put out. It's so good. It's so good. And it's so fun. And your voice, you know, is it comes through and the humor comes through and the pop cultural references that, you know, kind of can, I mean, just connect. Um, and even just little like, style things that you say i mean I've, I've told you before in writing you just read that again and uh i i always do it's like the first time i was like read that again okay read that again and then it's like you're right you gotta read it again to get it in your head so Thank it's you. amazing man much. yeah it's amazing i am looking forward um, to when you do, you know, adapt it into a book, if, you know, God allows you that time to make that happen. It is, it is a great resource. I've read so many books on writing and they, I mean, they all like in some way or another are going to lift you up, but um, I've got to have my power writers report. I mean, that just, please Thank don't you. let that go away. Yeah. All right. So in it, 
you have shared something. I don't know if you can share on the podcast or not, but a recent project that you worked on um, across the world. Can you tell us anything? You know what I'm talking about. What can you tell us about this project? Because this is a movie and book in and of itself. So this was the most stressful book project I've ever worked on. And and it started out a few days before Father's Day a year ago, and I got an email, and I knew these people, but they asked me if I would fly out to this remote African country and meet with the president to interview him for a book. So I said, yes, two days later, I'm on a plane, five in the morning, flying out through Addis Ababa into the city, and um, and I had the president's personal drivers driving us all through town. And Well, in fact, I couldn't even get in for... Uh, when I got to the airport, I, I discovered I had to have a COVID um, release yeah. thing, and because yeah. we didn't require those in the U.S., so um, and and all the the testing center was closed at Denver International Airport because it's five a.m. Yeah. So I called my the guy who was behind this in Ethiopia, and I said, "Hey, I I don't know if I can get on the airplane." He goes, "Well, let me give me just a little bit of time." Twenty minutes later, he calls me. He says, "Hey, I just sent you something, and there is a, a COVID." release form from a local clinic here in denver how he got it i have no idea and i showed it to him and they let me on the airplane they took me to the front of the line i ran to the air airplane i got there with five minutes to spare i'm hot sweaty sitting in the middle seat and so um but but yeah so i got there and i've got the president's drivers driving me all over town uh met with them and basically pitched the book idea to him, which was his autobiography, the president yeah. of this country. And then I got an airplane and flew back home. And then two months later, I had to fly back again to interview him. And they, you know, most ghostwriting projects, I have constant access to the person I'm writing for. For him, I would have, I had spent about two hours in interviews, got her transcribed, and that's all the access I had to him. Wow. So, so then I got to start writing a book. And I actually started writing the book about January. And um, so so this was kind of crazy. So I didn't have a you know, this is a third world country. I don't there's not a lot of information on their history. It's it was actually the first wow. history ever written for this country. <laughs> it's, a, it's a young country. And and so um, chat GPT just came out and I thought, well, I'm going to use chat GPT. Well, I ended up told, uh, probably 100 hours on chat GPT doing research for the book, cut wow. my writing time in half. Okay. And, and and what it did, honestly, by the spring, I I don't think there were a handful of writers that had spent as much time on ChatGPT as I had. Wow. And, and, okay. Um, so anyway, so I did research and I'm writing history and stuff, and I'm kind of making up conversation because I got to have some conversation in there, dialogue, <laughs> and and um, so so then, um, but as I'm getting toward the end, I'm realizing this isn't a president. I'm writing. I, an autobiography for it's a dictator and, oh and there was one chapter second to the end where his troops rounded up twenty five thousand of the political enemies and killed him and and i just about walked away from the project at that point because i just i don't want to rationalize for a dictator why he killed all these people and um so so then um wow he has this political rival they're going back and forth and 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 he makes the political rival his first vice president so that you know give him a little bit of power uh, but they are stealing money from the government of billions of dollars 
Um, right now in this country, the size of Texas, five paved roads in the whole country. Oh my and, gosh. And all this oil money has gone into his pocket. So I was starting to get upset. Uh, there was one last thing that kind of took me over the top. And I was just, I was just nauseous from the things I'm reading about him. But the last chapter of the book, they let me write his vision for the country. Wow. And and so I took some snippets of old speeches before he got too corrupt, put them in that final chapter, then I expanded on it. And then I thought, you know what I'm going to do? <laughs> I, I started interspersing scripture all throughout this thing. And I talked about the importance of integrity, valuing human life, honesty, all these things that he isn't. I'm like, I'm going to set up the president of a country with his book. And, and he's going to look at it because he's already received the manuscript about a month ago. Yeah. He's going to see that last chapter and he can either pull it and implicate himself as being dishonest or he can leave it in there and people are going to go, what a hypocrite. So, wow. Anyway, so they wanted me to do revisions. I said, no, I'm done with the manuscript because I just, I just yeah. keep working on this because for, for integrity reasons. Right. So. And- Anyway, but it was really hard. It was a hard project. Right. I'm sleep. I'm stressed. Dang. So I'm, I'm glad I'm done with it. Steve Teal, very bold radio and podcast. Man, that's Mike Clausen of Illumify. There is so much more to talk about. I don't want you to miss it. There's going to be some surprises along the way. And I want to hear from you if you consider yourself a little bit of a writer, if you have written something, or if you've just always wanted to write or publish a book or publish your story, send me an email, steve at verybold.com, steve at verybold.com. And then join me next week for part two of this fascinating to me interview with Mike Clausen of Illumify. Hey, we want to remember all that God has done for us. We don't even know all that he's done for us, but he loves us. He has a plan for us. He has the Holy Spirit for us. He is with us. He will never abandon us. And because of those things, we get to be very bold. The Apostle Paul put it this way in 2 Corinthians 3.12. He said, therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal. Bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.